Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Friday. Welcome to St. Patrick's Day. I hope you're having a great week. I know it's been really volatile. Glad to be back in the office today. Um, even though out of the office, still watching what's happening and actually making changes to portfolios and uh, making needed adjustments as they occur. So with that said, uh, we've got Dave coming up here in just a second, hopefully. And then uh, don't forget that uh, in this world we live, there are so many things that you and I, we just can't control the ups and downs of the market, what's happening in D.C., what's happening in Russia. None of that can we really control. But you can control the amount of risk you have in your current portfolio. Hey, give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design analysis, where we'll help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. Hey, with that, we've got Dave coming up next. Benatar there. Morning, Dave here. We're at 842 now. It's 18 before 9. It's time to check in on your money, and I'm not alone today which I'm grateful for because Philip Statler is back from a few days off down at Statler Financial Services in downtown Sebring. Philip, good morning. You sure left me with a news story or two, didn't you? Hey, buddy, I'm telling you, I, I, you had plenty to talk about while I was gone. And uh, yes, I was out of the office uh, doing a little babysitting for my three-year-old grandbaby. And uh, uh, But uh, don't think that I wasn't paying attention and uh, making some changes as things developed. Uh, over this last week, because I definitely was. And, and actually, our portfolios made some changes and, and we were very active in, in some of the stuff we've been doing. So, hey, it has been a definitely a news uh, news headline type of week. Oh, it definitely has. And it's been kind of interesting because of what happened. A whole lot of the rules of thumb that we had in terms of indexes kind of went upside down, too, because the blue chip stocks ended up getting in trouble. And NASDAQ actually had some gains that were unexpected, mostly because, well, the big banks have really been getting hammered this week. To give you an idea from yesterday, it actually was a good day yesterday, and we'll tell you why in a minute or two. Uh, the Dow was up by 372 points yesterday. The uh, S&P was up by 68. And the NASDAQ was up by 283. Once again, the Dow was up by 1.17%, but the NASDAQ was up by almost 2.5%. We aren't out of the woods as far as people selling bank stocks like chiclets yet, are we? No, we're not. The, the bank industry, the financial industry right now is going through kind of a shakeup, trying to figure out, you know, what's happening you where are they? What's uh, what's what when it comes to all the turbulence that we've seen over this last really this last seven days, right? And, oh, absolutely. Uh, and and I I point to I know you had a lot to talk about while I was gone, but 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 they blame you know the bank out there, but I think you've got to place some of the blame with the federal government and the Federal Reserve because number one they let it happen, number two. They've raised interest rates so fast and furious that the, the financial institutions haven't been able to make the judgment, the, the adjustments that are needed uh, because of what they're doing. Absolutely. One of the things, the story I was telling on Monday and Tuesday is that the thing that really creamed uh, Silicon Valley Bank is because their venture capital funded uh, companies were starting to draw down money in their bank accounts. They needed to sell some bonds to make the reserves up. Well, they were upside down on the bonds because they bought bonds and then, they, then the yield went through the toilet on them. 
are you know, went up on them, and that means that the value of those bonds went down, and uh, they ended up selling some at a loss. Were they really in deep trouble? Probably not. But the thing is, and it was all attitudinal, and it kind of leads into something I was talking about yesterday, we just had a good old-fashioned Depression era, era run on that bank that put them under, and that was really what killed them. It, it really was, Dave. And now I know they're getting some fingers pointed then because they did take some some risk. And some people will say that was an unnecessary risk or, or, or trying to protect their bottom line and going out too far on the yield curve, um, going buying out too too long distance bonds to cover short term deposits. And and I understand that. And, and it, yeah, they do get a lot of the blame, but the Fed has to be partly responsible because of this huge rate hike that we've seen over the last uh, 12, actually 12 months. And and one of the folks I was listening to said, you know, you come to it, this is 12 months to the month that we started raising interest rates. Mm-hmm. At, uh, yesterday, I was kind of bouncing off of a column that I'd seen, but, you know, it, it's just something that you and I will both remember. Historically, recessions, especially because we're such a consumer-driven economy, recessions are driven by an event. I mean, the layman toes up event back in 08. Uh, got us into the thing because attitudinally we scared the pants out of investors and scared the pants out of consumers, and they and it drove us into a recession. Same thing has happened with the other major recessions we've had. Bad events tend to make the consumer panic. And uh, my fear was that uh, this scared a bunch of investors as far as the banking industry is concerned. This may be the reason why Jamie Dimon and company yesterday uh, were, ter- were terming the recession now Inevitable, largely because basically we're nervous about our banks all of a sudden. Uh, Silicon Valley has now officially declared Chapter 11 bankruptcy. It's still trading at $106 a share, but it's in Chapter 11. And yesterday, a whole bunch of other private banks ended up coming to the rescue of First Republic, another bank that's got about the same problems that Silicon Valley has, just basically reserve shortages. And they ended up loaning another bank $30 $30 billion just to stabilize it so we didn't have another crash. I mean, you know, the, con- the consumer's nervous right now. They are. And let's talk about First Republic a little bit because unlike, uh, or, or maybe kind of like, you know, the, the other one over there, is, is that First Republic was a b- big commercial lender, a commercial real estate lender. And, mm-hmm. um, and so same thing. Remember, what, what could you go buy, get a mortgage for? Right, two years ago, three percent commercial, maybe not three, but four percent. And now, what do we got treasuries trading at? They've been trading at four, so you know that's become an issue there. And they've actually, um, I was listening, I think this morning earlier that they actually have had a default or two, and so that's becoming an issue when when we look at commercial real estate. Yeah, you really haven't got a lot of wiggle room when you're not making any money on the mortgages that you got, and all of a sudden now one or two, even that small a number, default. That's enough to put a bank into some serious doo-doo, especially if they're carrying paper on a lot of those notes. That's right, exactly is. And so, you know, that's one reason we're seeing First Republic. I mean, they're down again this morning after a, kind of a bounce yesterday, but uh, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how all this stuff shakes out. 
Yeah, really, it's one thing we we'd probably need to bring up while we're talking about all these problems the banking industry is having. Uh, one thing Yellen says that is right, our big banks, our primary banking system in the nation is still very well capitalized. It passes stress tests and all of that garbage. We're going to get some reserve loss issues that we're going to see coming out of the big companies as they report in upcoming quarters. But for the most part, no, you don't need to run down to your downtown bank and say, give me all my money, you're about to go under. We're not in deep trouble in the country overall in the banking industry. I think that's a fair statement still. I do. And I think, um, you know, Al Arian, the, the, one of the economists I really follow a lot, um, he made that statement earlier this week is that, look, you know, yes, we're, we're going to we're having some ups and downs and some issues in the banking system. But the, the banking deposits are safe, you know, from that standpoint. And so um, there's no reason to go jerk all your money out of, of the banking system, especially if you got less than $250,000. And so, so that becomes um, really safe from an FDIC insurance standpoint. Absolutely. So for God's sake, people, don't panic. Our local banks are perfectly fine. Uh, one thing just to explain what happened yesterday, why we bounced back so well, is uh, Credit Suisse a couple of days ago were saying they were in trouble when the Saudi bank said, nah, we're not going to give you any more money. Uh, the uh, National Bank in Switzerland gave them an infusion of capital, and that pretty much at least gave us a floor off of which our domestic bank stocks were going to get creamed. And uh, that means we ended up getting a bounce back in the markets yesterday. And because of all of the fact that, uh, you know, backed up deposits and everything, the more adventurous uh, venture capital and interest rate sensitive stocks on the NASDAQ exchange, that's why they bounced back better than the other ones did, because, well, that's ended up making the interest market a little bit better because we're backing off of our highs on bond yields, which isn't bad either. Although, given the fact the Fed is going to be meeting next week and deciding how much more to hit us with, Maybe a temporary bounce, wouldn't you think? Yeah, it's been interesting to listen to the um, Fed speak in terms of what economists believe are going to happen. You've got some folks out there that say we need to raise interest rates no matter what, just to show that the Fed still has a backbone, whether that's a quarter of a percent or, or, or more, but, but at least raise it a quarter of a percent to show that they're still on track to do what they're supposed to do. You've got the other folks that say, hey, look, the system's broke. They broke it. They shouldn't raise interest rates anymore. Um, and so I'm not sure where I really, I'm not sure which is the benefit and the, and the, and the, the lack of benefit on the other side of, of those two theories. But uh, obviously it would not hurt to stop, take a breath, and let's figure out where we are since we're right out a year of interest rate hikes. Um, I mean, we do it. We do have the trend downward on the inflation rate, and you and I have been preaching now for months. You got to let we've already done bake in. Well, this is a good reason to, because at this point in time, even another quarter point does stand a chance of maybe tipping one more, uh, you know, one more Silicon Valley bank into some difficulties, and uh, wouldn't be a bad idea to use that as a reason to let things cook. And you can say, look, we're still watching it. I think that's probably why one of my tip sheets was saying they're calling it fifty-fifty right now. Uh, between a quarter point and no increase. And at this point in time, I'm kind of thinking no increase would be a wise decision, both for messaging and the fact that they've got an excuse to do the smart thing anyway. I think so. I mean, I would come down a little bit on that side as well. Um, but let's face it, if they go any more than a quarter of a percent, that would be that would be a drastic move and would be very hurtful to 
to our overall economy. Given what's caused a couple of the problems that we've had, I'd go so far as to call it downright stupid at this point in time. Well, we know the Fed, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we're at. I want to give you a chance to hold forth on stuff. You and I generally have about the same philosophy on the thing, and that's pretty much the uh, script I've been doing for the last week as well. Watch it, people. No, we're not in trouble overall, but uh, uh, we've got some reason for jitters, and that may make the likelihood of a recession a little bit worse. Uh, we do have some good news this morning. Top of my winner list this morning is FedEx, I guess, as they reported, huh? Yeah, FedEx, they had a good quarter. for It was their physical third quarter, um, and their earnings topped the forecast as well as uh, as revenue. They, they beat pretty substantially, came in at $3.41 a share compared to $2.73 a share. So, man, they are a huge winner today. So far, they're up 11% this morning after being up almost 4.5% yesterday. So, two pretty good back-to-back days, it looks like. They are not a cheap stock either because they're at 228.50 this morning, and we start talking about 12% bumps in a price that high. That's not bad. No, it's not. It's uh, it's nice to see a see a little green ink somewhere. Yeah, I mean, we've been talking red ink for Sadagon long. Anybody else got anything uh, information-wise that you've noticed from a company standpoint? Not really. I mean, the only thing we really, I mean, we've talked about the banking. Uh, Credit Suisse is is down a little bit again this morning, as, as well as, like I said, First Republic's down some. Um, really, that's that's it. There's not much else uh, hitting the wires today. Okay, about five out of every six losers on my list right now are financials, which gives you an idea of how jittery we are. Resetting the table update yesterday, pretty substantial on the NASDAQ, especially up to about 2.5%. 45 minutes before the real money gets thrown around. How are we looking this morning? Well, I see a lot of red ink across the board this morning, Dave. Uh, the Dow 30 is down, oh, getting close to nine-tenths of a percent right now. It's $275. The S&P 500 is down seven-tenths. That's about a little over $27. And the NASDAQ 100 down a quarter of a percent, about $30. So everything's uh, definitely in red ink this morning. On the other side, we've got silver and gold getting a nice bump, uh, continuing their move upward. Uh, silver's up 1.8% to 22.08 an ounce, and gold is up 1.3% to $1,949 an ounce. And then crude oil is sliding again this morning down 1.1% to $67.56 a barrel. Holy crud, if it wasn't for expectation problems, I'd be worried. <laughs> I'd be happy with that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Overseas markets, the Asian rim followed our success from yesterday. They were all up at the close at 6 a.m. European stocks are falling our futures and saying, oh, boy, and they're generally off midway through their day. Now that you're back, I'm going to let people tell you how to find you yourself, Philip. If I got a uh, problem making sure that my retirement is going to happen the way I hoped it would, that takes a pair of eyes that have been watching things this week. How do I find you to get those eyes in motion for me? Absolutely, Dave. You know, hey, if you're 20, 30, or 40, these volatile days are great. If you're 50, 60, 70, not so much. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. And then catch us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show. Well, I guess I probably won't be on Saturday, will I? No, no, you'll be on. The oh, okay. Race on e- the race is on ESPN. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, 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 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730, 95.3 FM. 
That's right. The 12 Hours of Sea bring flag to flag on 106.3 FM Highlands ESPN. And yes, Philip will be there this weekend. It's good to have you back, sir. I wish you the best, and I'm glad you enjoyed the week with your grand bubble. All right. Take care. See you on Monday. See you Monday. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. This is your cap. Folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, hey, I know it's been an up and down week. Um, a lot of jitters out there, but don't, don't, don't let it affect what you're doing as long as you have the risk where it needs to be. Now, if you're not sure about that specific issue, give us a call at 863-382-0037. And let's make sure the risk you have is the risk you should have in your portfolio. That's 863-382-0037. Have a great day, a great weekend, and I'll talk to you on Monday.